Welcome to Countdown to Kickoff here on WAER. Across the 10 to the 5, still on his feet, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Syracuse. Battle, straightaway free, sinks it. Tyus Battle is 5 for 5. The freshman is on fire. Pass in front to Evans. Oh, what a shot and a goal. Behind the back by Jordan Evans. Welcome back to the double overtime here on WAER. The greatest stories from America's greatest college sports station. It's time for the best of WAER Sports Podcast. The last name Fusco means a lot around Syracuse lacrosse. But WAER's Cooper Boardman tells us Fusco is a hallowed name about four hours south of the Carrier Dome as he takes us on a trip to Yorktown, New York. It's just very special to my family because we love Yorktown, we love the town. It's just made us who we are. I mean, the town just just embodies like hard work. Like I'm, I'm the way I am. Like you could basically say a lot of them are, are of the same mold. Yorktown, New York. It's a town of about 36,000, less than an hour outside of New York City. And it's also a lacrosse hotbed. They have a winning tradition there, and pressure was good, and I, I think it kind of helped me develop as a, as a player in high school. Yorktown and the last name Fusco are closely linked. Syracuse captain Austin Fusco and his sister Riley, an attacker on the SU women's team, are both from there. But the ties run deeper than that. I just always wanted to grow up and like be an All-American like my dad. You know, I knew how well my dad did at Yorktown and being an All-American and making it to the first state finals. Those state finals were the first in Yorktown program history, led by Frank Fusco, father of Austin Riley, and his oldest Frankie. Frankie was the first of the three siblings to earn All-American honors in high school. In our section, they were the only father-son duo to be All-Americans. Uh, my brother was 18 at the time, and he, he really likes tattoos and stuff, yeah. so he wanted to get a tattoo with my dad. So Frankie earned the first All-American tat with dad. And then it was Austin's turn. I kind of take pride in it because it's something that we all kind of share. It's just made us who we are, and I just, I'm just glad that, like, my family all has it. Pass to the middle with some space. Another feed, far side. Fusco shoots, and he scores. Syracuse leads. When Austin takes the field for the SU men's team, and when Riley does for the women's squad, the tat is visible. It's a block Y with an American flag. But it represents more than just ink for the two. The reason why I picked you know, Syracuse as one of my destinations here is um, you know, that winning tradition puts pressure on the players, but also kind of takes the most out of the players, and, and I thought that was a great place for me to be. It's awesome. I mean, Yorktown has a great program and everything, um, and then being able to further my career here is, has been awesome as well. Yorktown to SU. It's a path that's been taken before. Mariano shoots, and he scores! I grew up here for 10 years, you know, wearing a Yorktown jersey. And uh, coming back, you know, watching them on TV and watching them here now. Yorktown to SU. Former Syracuse midfielder Nick Mariano made a stop at UMass. He's also part of that tradition. An All-American in high school turned orange. Fusco has continued that honor. And this year he was stabbed SU's number 11. Number 11 is obviously uh, is a, is a big thing here, but um, I try not to really think about that. I think of myself as just another one of the guys, and I think anybody would kind of say that, that I don't really make myself any bigger than anybody else. And that is a Yorktown mentality, not making yourself any bigger than you are, of hard work 
and of putting the team first. I'm definitely not the best player that we have here by far. I think we have tremendous talent all around us. Um, so the number is kind of just something, you know, I, I think it's nice that I've been able to to, to wear the number. Um, and I try and wear it to the best of my ability. Quick pass in front and Austin Fusco gets a goal. The long stick midfielder, Austin Fusco. Number 11 and the tattoo on his leg. For Austin Fusco, it's about carrying on the legacy of Fusco and Yorktown. Cooper Boardman, WAER Sports. When Syracuse University joined the ACC, there were plenty of questions to be asked. One of the biggest questions was what rivalries would emerge from this new conference. Well, for Syracuse University men's basketball, that question was answered relatively quickly. And as we're about to hear in this next piece, Syracuse and Duke has become not just a huge rivalry between the two schools, but also for all of college basketball. There was a lot of energy, I think, as soon as we stepped on campus. We were glad to be a part of it. If we can bring a little attention to it, that's terrific. But everybody's pretty ready for this game, and I think they have been since it was announced. So it's, uh, it's, the emphasis is going to be on the floor tonight. My name is Johnny Oliver. I'm a reporter for WHSB TV3 in Harrisonburg, Virginia now. But back in 2014, I was a freshman at Syracuse who camped out for two weeks for front row seats to the Duke game. I mean, they love it. Uh, they're passionate about it. If you're going to stay outside in this weather, uh, well, maybe they did it just to get inside. I don't know. It was absolutely brutal. It was so cold they even canceled the camp out for two nights. But slowly as the experience went on, as more campers showed up throughout the whole thing, as we got closer, the excitement just kept growing and growing. It, it's a great place. Look, th this is one of the truly great venues in, in college sports, let alone college basketball. What better way to spend the evening than with 35,000 of your closest friends? This is Pete Sal. I'm the Chief Facility Officer, Managing Director of the Carrier Dome. To break that record, a big factor of that was that we've added courtside seats over the years, which we didn't have. In a basketball game in a football facility, it's uh, to me it's pretty easy, especially with the way this building, the flexibility of this facility. I'll never forget the first time seeing ants on the other side of the Carrier Dome. People on the opposite side of like ants, and it was truly just astounding. I will tell you that we don't sell a ticket that if you sit in the seat, you can't see every bit of the court. The sheer awe of having 35,000 plus for a basketball game is absolutely incredible. It's an on-campus basketball record, 35,446 to see if SU can go 21-0. we got the old legend here with us, Derek Coleman. The environment around this dome right now, how how cool has this environment been the last couple days, Derek? I mean, this, is, this is great. I mean, just the electricity and the energy, not only here in the Carrier Dome, but just around campus in the city of Syracuse. So it's, it's been a great experience. At tip-off, the energy and excitement of everybody up, let's go orange, I always love it. I mean, that one was next level. The energy from the crowd, I mean, the energy from the crowd 
tops even the final four. Everybody up! Let's go hard! Hi, I'm Dan Schulman, play-by-play man with ESPN on the call for Duke Syracuse this Saturday, as I was five years ago as well. We are underway here in Syracuse. I mean, Ennis and Cooney were there. Ennis, near side, goes all the way to the far side, floater layup, good. Tyler Ennis taking over early. Planks right, Cooney grabs the board, charges in, layup, book it! You know, Jabari Parker was was obviously a big name that year for Duke, and Rodney Hood was having uh, a heck of a season. Parker on the floor, spins, right block goes up, got it, and the foul. Dumps it back out, Hood, three-pointer, drains it, Rodney Hood. C.J. Fair is the guy who I would recall the most. Fair, lefty flick, layup, good. C.J. Fair controls baseline, near side, jumper, good. C.J. Fair was phenomenal tonight. He broke out of that good, solid player into a great player. He was a great player tonight. Ennis has eight points. Make it nine in the first free throw. SU goes up to 77-75. Ennis to make it a three-point game. Yes! Three-point lead for the Orange at 78-75. Duke, a long inbound, up ahead to Suleiman. He two to shoot, here's a three ball, got it! We're going to overtime! Rashid Suleiman ties it up at the buzzer! I remember him making the shot, I remember it being a difficult shot. I think everyone was in shock. People were doing the whole surrender Cobra thing with like their hands on their head, like their arms out. In overtime, Duke's bigs got in foul trouble. Jabari Parker. The All-American candidate, the National Player of the Year candidate, the freshman, has fouled out. The style of play just changed instantly, and Syracuse just kept going inside for three or four buckets in a row in overtime because Duke was just about out of bodies. They just didn't have big people left. Lob for Grant, right block, slams it home! Jeremy Grant, right block, pumps, goes up, two-handed slam! Career-high 20 for Grant! Suleiman bounces to Cook, a three, missed it, Syracuse wins! The Orange stays undefeated with a 91-89 win over Duke. The pure ecstasy at the end of it, when the final buzzer sounded in overtime. You hear people say, like, I was so happy I could cry. I don't think I've been involved in a better game in here that I can remember, where both teams played at such a high level. Uh, and it, it's funny, it didn't take long for Duke Syracuse to become a really interesting rivalry. Thanks for listening to the best of WAER Sports Podcast. Find a full broadcast schedule at our website, waer.org. Follow us on Twitter and subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for automatic delivery of new episodes. Just search for WAER Sports. Mm -hmm.